used to be was Cookie Crisp. Y'all remember Cookie Crisp? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yes! I don't. I don't think I have not seen that in forever. I don't think Cookie Crisp. Oh no! It's it or not. still. Is it still around? Aldi has a version of it because, of course, my youngest, who loves all things sugar, was like, I think we need this. And my husband was like, yes, you should eat a bowl of cookies for breakfast. I'm like, no. Check, check one, two, is this thing on? Welcome to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast, strategies, resources, and conversations Equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. So my name is Chris Lynch, host of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. And we are, as always, glad to have you listening in to this uh, episode of our podcast. I am joined, as always, by Kay Wolfinger and Laura McLean. Glad to see you ladies again. You're doing well? Hi. Hope you had a uh, fantastic um, 4th of July just yesterday and got some celebration in. Hope you shot some fireworks. Hope you didn't burn yourself. Uh, no. always the goal, right? Yeah, um, I could. I had. I can remember as a kid at my nanny's, we would shoot off fireworks, and I remember one year my cousin, who was always just doing stupid stuff, you know, and my brother was was near him, and he lit. We they did used to make us actually put the bottle rockets in a bottle in a, in a glass Coke bottle. Well, he lit one. My brother was beside it, lighting another one, and he didn't know it, and it took off and. Hit him oh. right in the hit him right in the bum and then ricocheted off into a tree. So hopefully oh, no. you didn't have yeah hopefully you didn't have anything like that happen uh, to you on the on the uh, on the holiday this week. Um, this yeah. week on the uh, do what? We yeah. got we've still got ten fingers and ten, ten toes, fingers, so. ten toes. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- this week on the podcast, uh, we're going to talk about celebrating. Um, accomplishments celebrating those those wins in ministry and how that can really be a um a a catalyst towards uh towards positivity and, and towards uh effectiveness in ministry and, and so we thought we would um share kind of a a, a a memorable celebration that we've been a part of at some point in our life either a, a celebration that that you threw or you held for someone or or one that was held for you so why don't you guys take a minute to introduce yourself and, and share one of those stories of a celebration you were a part of that was memorable. I'm Laura McLean, uh, live and work in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, Go balls. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, hard for me to say too, by the way. Well, you know, Georgia didn't make it to the College World Series, so that's okay. Said, you can you can <laughs> cheer for the balls for that. That's fine. Yes. We were too busy polishing we, our last two national say, championships yeah. football. I was going to say the balls also did not make it to. If you, I tell you what, if playoffs. you win, if you win that, or by the way, now it's over. But if you win that yeah. College World Series, you let me know. We'll talk. Okay, sounds like a plan. Um, so, talking about a celebration, when I turned thirty, um, the the day well, it wasn't actually my birthday, but um, we'd had a wedding shower for one of my friends in the morning, you know, big fun, all the fun things. And then we were all going to dinner that night. We had friends in from out of town and all that jazz for the, for the wedding shower. Well, when we got to my favorite Mexican restaurant, 
all of my friends and family were there. And so uh, they had planned that fun surprise dinner for us. Um, And so it was just super fun. I've always loved a funfetti cake. Um, which we talked about Funfetti before. Anyway, we did. Um, yeah. Apparently Recently. this is, yeah, this is in my head. Um, and uh, one of them, one of my good friends had made me a Funfetti cake. And then we went back to friend's house and played games. And anyway, it was super fun. And I felt loved and um, honored and all of those good things. So nice. Sounds fun. Nice. It was fun. That's good times. How about you, yeah. Kay? Tell them who you are. First of all. I'm Kay. I sure am glad that we did this so y'all introduce yourselves because y'all do such a better job than I did. <laughs> Jeez, OP. Um, from Ohio. Go Bucks. Honestly, I could care less. Anyway, um, but um I love to throw a party. And so both I enjoyed both of my kids' graduation parties. Um, and because I don't know about other places, but in Ohio, a high school graduation party is like a big deal. And I don't know why, because it's not difficult to graduate high school, but (laughs) we celebrate it. Um, and, uh, I would say that my daughter who graduated in 2020 was then a little different and she also loves to throw a party. And so we had planned it um, for a long time and she wanted a um, dessert party. And so there are all different kinds of desserts. And I had um, a friend who actually was a past youth. She was in my youth group and um, worked for me at the conference and yada. yada. Anyway, we were hiring her because she loved to bake and she was doing all the different desserts. And so we were so excited. And then, you know, March hit and wah, 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 wah. Yeah. However, we still had the party. Um, it was outside and it, you know, it ended up being okay. And we didn't get in trouble for having more than 20 people, <laughs> but, um, and no Isn't one got crazy. Sick. To think no, about that time in our lives. It is crazy. And what's like that you were, you thought you, I mean, we would have, you know, you thought you right. would have been in trouble. Yeah. That's wild. But what's funny is at the time that would have been graduation time, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. The numbers weren't bad. And there we were, you know, canceling yeah. everything. But anyway, that's another story for another time. Yeah, that's probably a topic we'll never cover on the Cultivating Ministry oh, podcast. No, I never want to yeah. drum that back up. Yeah, no kidding. Great call. So <laughs> I could, I mean, so I just celebrated my 50th birthday last month. I mentioned that now two podcasts in a row. Um, <laughs> but my, it's kind of hey, funny. Did you know that Chris turned 50 last month? <laughs> yeah. <Seriously? I'm, laughs> I called it, I called it, I called it my Mustang birthday, 5 <laughs> For those who don't know, there used to be the Mustang GTs were a 5.0 liter V8, and so they were called 5.0s. So if you're younger out there, don't know that. So it was my Mustang birthday, and um, it's a funny story. Michelle's a fantastic party planner, and and she's she does she has uh, directed weddings and all that. And then it was really funny because on my birthday it was on Wednesday night, and so. She had, we have a small group meets on Wednesday nights and we, we had quit meeting for the summer um, 
but yet they all came to the church after there was another meeting at the church. They were all in a room. And so she surprised me. And then she says, I got another surprise for you. We need to leave at seven 30. I'm like, awesome. And so I have this group of friends that, that we lovingly call the wolf pack. There's five of us that that are like, we've been best friends since, you know, at least high school, some of us elementary school. And we, they all live in, in, in different towns, um, some further away than others, but, um, so she says, drive downtown and I'm driving downtown and there's a, there's a restaurant called up on the roof that just opened in Anderson and it's on the top of a parking deck. It's a restaurant, mm-hmm. has a great view. And so we're walking and I, we're going in there, but as we're walking in, she answers the phone and says, hello. And she goes, yeah, we're in, in Anderson. And she's like, huh? Wait, are y'all there now? She's like, Yeah. And I can just see she's deflated. Oh, no. She had told my buddy Richard. So Greenville is between Spartanburg and Anderson. She had told my friend Richard Burgess and his wife that, that we're going up on the roof. My other buddy, Richard Medford, who's from Pauly's Island, which is on the coast of South Carolina, happened to be in town. And he was going to be there, too. She didn't designate. They didn't know there was an up on the roof in Anderson now. There's always been one in Greenville. So they were at the up on uh, the roof in the Greenville. So oh, you, no. she goes, she says, well, Good news and bad news. Good news is your friends are waiting on us. Bad news is they're in Greenville. We got to drive 30 minutes. So we had dinner at eight o'clock. And so she was all like, I'm like, it's fine. That's a fantastic surprise. And it really was. I was thrilled. So we had dinner with them. And then uh, I thought my birthday was over. Then that Saturday night, we were going to get pizza. I thought with her and uh, her mom and dad. And I walk into this pizza joint and there's her whole family and a few other friends. She got me like a double surprise. Um, so that was pretty cool. The other celebration I really she's remember. So nice. That is oh, fun. she's fan. She's fantastic. It was awesome. Um, the other thing I remember is, that as far as celebration, and and I've only done this once. I have three daughters, but my uh, my oldest daughter got married January of twenty twenty two, and um, man, it was just a fan. I mean, listen, my wedding was awesome. We had a great wedding, um, but in the moment when you're getting married, it's a lot of like just. I don't know. It's it's hard to soak it in when you're doing it, but when you're mm-hmm. for me at least, when Lindy got married, I mean it was awesome, and uh, we had this fantastic father daughter dance, and and that that was just it was a, a loads of fun. Um, it was not your typical sappy dance. We did a little bit of sappy dance, and then we broke off into this lip sync battle, and uh, I may or may not have gotten a little funky on the dance floor. But man, but that was just a, it was just a great night, you know, and there was just something that was fun about mm-hmm. celebrating, whether it's a wedding or graduation mm-hmm. or birthdays or or whatever. That, that we have these markers in our life that, that we celebrate. And we always remember those things by. And one of the things I've noticed, particularly over the, the, the and have talked to churches about as I've done work with churches in South Carolina, particularly, is that for whatever reason, the church, we do a very poor job of celebrating the the things the the great things that are happening in our midst, um, you know, in particular, and all of us at this point are connected to the United Methodist denomination. There's so much uncertainty and and Debbie Downer talk about you know what's going on in our denomination right now, and you know I think we just forget in the midst of those things to celebrate what is not ha- I mean, what is happening that is is good and fruitful, and so we want to talk tonight of, today about. You know, what role does celebration play in ministry uh, and how can that benefit us in ministry? So I, I just to begin to throw this out is what 
how do you how do you move beyond the the monotony of ministry and, and begin to celebrate things in ministry? What what does that look like in, in y'all's minds? So I think there are some places, some ministries, some churches that that is just a part of their culture and they do that very well. And I think that's, um, I think with making it a part of their culture is that, you know, every Sunday or every newsletter or every, whatever it is, there's going to be some sort of celebration. Like you make sure that it's not just announcements of, what's coming next or, you know, whatever, but that there is a yeah. moment to celebrate something. Um, our, the district superintendents and the bishop, uh, our cabinet and our conference at one point, every time they met, they celebrated a bright spot and um, a district superintendent would invite someone from a local church to come and share about good stuff that was happening. Think yeah. about that, you know, tell me something good. Anyway, so. Um, oh, now Laura had a song. Yeah, that's right. Wow, um, that's rare. So, yeah. It's usually you, Chris. It changing it up this week. So, um, so that became a culture in our conference, um, for a while, because then it, from there, it would be shared beyond and in our newsletters and those kinds of things. Um, and it's always, I always look forward to reading those stories, you know, like, oh, that's fun. I don't want to hear about what church is closing. I want to hear about, yeah. um, the church that has just taken over this new building. That's going to give a home to, family promise and they're going to, it's going to be a hub for local nonprofits and like, yep. man, that is awesome. Let's, let's mm-hmm. talk about that, you know, and share that yep. because two, that inspires other people because yep. they're like, oh, well, we could do something, you know, doesn't have to be the same thing, but I think it, yeah, yeah it makes sure it, makes it happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. How about you, Kay? Anything you would add? Well, I would say too, that, that it's a missed opportunity to give God the glory for mm. what we do. You Absolutely. know what I mean? If we're not celebrating those wins, um, no matter how big or small, then we've missed that opportunity. And I think um, it's a teaching moment. Um, and it's a reminder for us even daily um, to praise God. For, yep. <laughs> for, mm-hmm whom all blessings flow. Right. And so, um, uh, you know, shame on us if we're not stopping. Yeah. You know, I remember, I was just thinking about this as you were talking about that of of praising God is there's, there's this, this image when, um, golly, I should look this up. I think it was, was it Moses or Abraham that God said to raise the, to put the Ebenezer, to build that Ebenezer there, that pile of rocks, basically to remember that time by, was that, I don't know who that was, but I should have it up. Abraham. I think it was Abraham too, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. Maybe it was Joshua, who knows? But I, I think we, we don't do a job of, of celebrating and, and making those. I mean, we talked about earlier, those things we remember from our 50th birthday party or graduations or 30th birthday parties or weddings and those celebrations serve as markers in our life. Those are the things that as we get older, we're like, let's see, Lindy got married at 22. So that means in 23, this happened. Uh-huh. And they become those markers. And I think that's what we can, we have the opportunity to do when we celebrate everything, anything. Because I think we, I'm going to show my age here, but back in the day, there was a Stephen Curtis Chapman song 
that talk, I don't remember the lines, but basically it was something along the lines of, you know, are you waiting for God? Are you listening? Are you listening for God to the thunder while he's whispering your name or some of those lines, you know, do we expect mm-hmm. God to speak in these massive things? And, but even if we celebrate those little things, it, it, it mm-hmm. become it, it it shows the power of God working in a little. It doesn't have to be this grandiose yeah. thing. And I think what happens often, Laura, when you have when you see those churches too often, when you see those churches that celebrate things well and that becomes a part of their culture, sometimes the the, the opposite happens. Like you said, it encourages other churches. Sometimes it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, I wish we could do something cool like that yeah. in our church, you know. And, we, and it's not, but it's, it doesn't have anything cool. Just you know, celebrate whatever it is. Um, I, I was telling the story or story earlier when we were talking about preparing for the podcast <laughs> and, and <laughs> all those funny. great preparations. Yeah. <laughs> but I was telling Laura before Kay joined us tonight that um we that I, we had Michelle, my wife, is has kind of spearheaded this effort in our congregation for the last two years. It started as a feeding, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but it said a housing project mm-hmm. in our in our city, it's an inner city. Um, housing development. And a few years ago, we started on Fridays during the summer. Uh, one of our local agencies provides food, much like you would. Lots of churches do those backpack um, meals that go home during the school year with kids. Well, they realized those kids weren't going to weren't having a chance to eat during the summer as well. So they would do kind of backpack buddies on in those areas where, where, where communities were underserved on Fridays. And so the first year, all we did was delivered meals at, at, at noon on, on Friday. Well, then the next year, we decided to kind of up the game a little bit. So we started providing a meal on Friday, plus giving them the bag for the weekends. And we started doing like games and activities and just hanging out for an hour and a half with those kids, building relationships. And then this year, during the school year, uh, we actually offered tutoring for those kids in that community on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And so we started building this relationship. Well, the second year we did this, they came to us the like the, the we did it on Fridays, so they came to us the Friday before. So school started like on on Thursday, the on on two Thursdays away. They came to us on Friday and said, "Hey, do you think your your church might could help provide some school supplies for these kids?" So on that Sunday, we announced, "Hey, if you got some school supplies, we need to have it to them on the next Friday." It was our last meeting there before school started. If you can bring these are the supplies we need, bring them to the church by Wednesday. We'll deliver to the kids on Friday. Well, by the time Friday got there, we had more than enough um, book bags and all the supplies for all those kids. There, there were actually extras that we gave them um, more than they needed uh, that week. And it happened in like six days. Mm-hmm. And the next Sunday, there was not a peep about that at our church. And I told Michelle, I said, yeah, I'm, and it's not because my wife did it. But I'm like, that's something our church could be proud of. Of, of And say, look at, like you said, look at what God did. Yeah. We, we identified a need in our community and were able to meet it in five or six days. We should be telling that story because that's an opportunity to, to, to use the word you use, Laura, is, is change that culture. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the thing all we're talking about. We're talking about celebrating. It's not necessarily through a party, but tell the story. Mm-hmm. And I think sharing those st- stories have the power to change culture as quickly or quicker than anything else we can do. So mm-hmm. if you can start telling the stories of those victories and those, those positive things that are going on in your ministry, and tell them everywhere you can. If you've got a a, a newsletter, a website, an Instagram or Facebook or mm-hmm. TikTok or whatever, put them on all those places on your YouTube channel. Video, have somebody video the impact yep. of one of those ministries it had on them. You know, just have somebody say, 
I was blown away at the faces of those little kids when we gave them a full book bag of supplies. It really, mm-hmm. this, this is ha- this is how it impacted me. Have them record it on their phone and then post it on your social media. Those are the kind of things that we celebrate, even those little things that that we that we we can begin to shift the culture where it's not just, oh my gosh, this church down on the streets doing so much, so many great things. We're not doing squat. We're doing plenty. We just don't tell the story very well. And I think right. we got to learn as the church and in ministries to tell stories well. I would agree. Okay, so first of all, I googled it and it was Samuel who raised the Ebenezer. Yeah. Thank you. Um, just thank God we're not. A, thank God we're not a Bible theology podcast. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. We would fail. Or, I'm sure or, or someone was listening out there yelling at yeah, us. Yeah, like come on, um, you all know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. But I think, too, I think through children and youth ministry, we have many opportunities to be able, like you said, Chris, to share stories. So why not let the little children come forward and talk about VBS or talk about Mm -hmm. getting their backpacks? Or why not let um, the youth share their story after a mission trip or camp? uh, you know, we did that for a number of years and then we got a new pastor who didn't want to interrupt the sermon series um, to allow that. And it's like, look, I, these stories are just as impactful. I hate to tell you than your sermon. So yeah. um, we need to allow that. And we go to a church now that almost every Sunday there's a video of someone telling yeah. a story and mm-hmm. And it just touches you in a way that a sermon doesn't, in a different yeah. way, I would say. Yeah. It's and, and it doesn't have to it, it doesn't have to replace the sermon. It doesn't have to be a 15-minute no, right, testimony. Right, yeah. it, it could be a minute and a half video that says yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, and this is what so often my experience with, with churches is that and ministries is that they feel like they're just doing this, they're in a a monotonous continuation of what we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because of that, there's very little excitement. It's just, we're going, we're almost going through the motions. That's the way to say it. We're going through the motions sure. of ministry. And, and, and so we're just doing ministry, but we're not really, we're not experiencing the transformation of lives. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the, pro- the reason we don't know that transformation is happening is the only way you know the trans- you can't often see the transformation that's happening in someone's life until you sit down and have a conversation with them. And then you hear, how is God changing? How have you been changed by this ministry? How have you been changed by going to uh, and delivering meals on a Friday? How have you been changed by being a part of part of fam- a, a part of family? <laughs> a what? A part, <laughs> a part of family promise, not a fart of family promise. Just what I just about said. A part oh. of family promise. Mm-hmm. You know that that's you don't know those. And so and so giving our. I think Kay. I think it'd be fantastic to be a, be a part of a church or a ministry that every week there was something where someone was giving a testimony of, well, of and how you know when they, doing it. And you know, when they do it is the right. Offering. Yep. Right mm-hmm. before the offering, there's mm-hmm. always a story about ministry, about either 
a ministry or an individual or a family or a couple or, I mean, always. And so um, it's incredible. But that's, but they're in, but again, and, and, I, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not for or against doing before the offering, but I would rather do before the offering than not do it at all. And the reason yeah. they do that is because people yeah. are compelled to give when they Absolutely. see transformation happening. They're not Amen. compelled to give by the ho-hum of ministry. Mm-hmm. No, and they're not compelled to give, you know, when you say the light bill was this much this month, yes, like right. Right. who cares? We, but let's we talk to- about the kids that were baptized because they mm-hmm. attended VBS or the the youth trip or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. you yep. know, the new families yep. and yeah. And Take yeah, so I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they give to particularly in this Take generation. It off. Particularly this generation, you know, and the younger generation, I'm I'm a Gen Xer, so basically the generations be, b- below me, which would be Laura and all your friends and below, you know. <laughs> but they they are more likely to give to a cause than they are yep. to an, inst- to an mm-hmm. institution, and so helping them see what the cause is that you're giving you're giving to transformation, not giving to an institution to continue to do the institutional stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you have right. to tell that story. So get creative with how you tell stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I always kind of giggle, but I also think it's a genius is, uh, I think it, I'm pretty sure it was Mark DeVries in sustainable youth ministry talked about quick wins, gaining quick wins in ministry as a way to build momentum. And, and he said, how, and I think he did this in a talk, I don't know this in his book, but he said, how do you get a quick win? He said, do something. He said, did, what you do? He said, you basically shoot the arrow and then draw a circle around it and you hit the bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is go is you go do something, and that's what telling a story is. Yeah. You go mm-hmm. do something, and you celebrate. Look at this win, and mm-hmm. we know it was a win because this trend, this is how someone was impacted by it. And, right. and so, no matter how small your ministry is, how small your church is, whatever it is, find something that you can celebrate. And again, do find the last thing you did, and and go ask every kid in that children's ministry, every youth in that youth ministry, or every mm-hmm. adult in that ministry. And ask the question, hey, did, what, what was the coolest thing God did for you or in your life because of that ministry? And then you'll find if you ask that question to everybody, you'll find someone it really made a difference in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where you need to find that win and, and then celebrate it and tell the story, tell the story, tell the story. Right. right. I think you'll be I think you'll be shocked at, at how the culture changes. I think you'll be shocked at the. um at the um, impact that and and the the positive the way the way people the the vibe that people gain mm-hmm. that are part of your church and a part of your ministry because they hear the great things because here's the thing when they're at work or at school the next week and you've told that story when somebody asks them or it comes up about church they have something readily available to say about this is the cool thing that happened in our church just recently mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Not what happens too often is, you know, 30 years ago, we were really hopping over that church. <laughs> right. You know, they can say, yes, that's what happened two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, well, go ahead. I was just going to say it definitely creates momentum. Um, mm-hmm. So not only the byproduct of that is maybe people giving to a ministry. It's maybe people inviting others to a ministry. Or it might be them wanting to be a part of, you know, mm-hmm. so so why that should not be the reason 
those should not, the reason to do it is to highlight ministry. And uh, like we said in the beginning, give God the glory for it. But the byproduct are the things that you're looking for as well. So Mm -hmm. that's good. And I was going to say the people who you've invited to share their stories, what a cool experience that is for them. Cause uh, you know, Mm -hmm. there may be folks who have never been asked to do something like Mm -hmm. that. And then for them to be like, oh, well, I guess God was working through yeah. me in these ways and that kind of stuff um, can be really empowering for folks mm-hmm. too. Yeah, because it defeats the it defeat if if the leader of that ministry or the pastor of that church shares that story, it's like, well, they have to say that they're getting paid to do it, right? You know, they're not yeah. gonna, they're they're not going to say it. But when it comes to someone who's not who's not getting any, you know, any <laughs> kickback, I guess. For <laughs> <laughs> and please don't please don't go tell your pastor or your ministry leaders that that, that their salary is a kickback for what they're <laughs> what they're pushing. Oh yeah, my gosh. I, that's oh. way number 347 to ruin a podcast is still <laughs> the cultivating ministry podcast and all you guys are getting is a kickback. Kickback. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So tell stories, find a way this week to share a story with someone and share a story at your next meeting, whether that's a mm-hmm. youth ministry or a children's ministry or a, or a, or a worship service for all of all places, share a story and see what kind of feedback you get. I'll be, I'd be shocked if anybody got negative feedback from somebody telling a way that they yeah. impacted by that story. I think it's one of the easy things we can do in ministry to really begin. I, I really believe when I say this, that it's the, it's the easiest and most effective way to change culture in a ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you don't like so. where your if you don't like where your culture is, start telling stories and celebrating wins. All right. Speaking of 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 wins and losses, here's your random fact of the week. You guys ready for this? Captain ready, Crunch. Though. Captain Crunch. You guys, Captain Crunch fans? No, nope. I used to what, be. What's your favorite cereal? I'm a weirdo. Uh-oh. I like checks. <laughs> Wait, you, you like you? white rice checks, corn know? checks, or wheat checks? Rice checks. The only way I really? like checks is in checks mix with all that Worcestershire yeah, sauce that. and butter on it. Mm. Yeah, I don't yeah. like sugary cereals. So if so. you ask me now, I, I would I would rather have plain Cheerios than Honey Nut Cheerios. If you, yeah, but okay, what's your go to cereal? What's your favorite cereal? No, oh, I like all the sugar. Um. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't eat cereal anymore, but you that's, know, what happens, that's what happens when you're over the hill like we are. Right. I know. Yeah, but sometimes I you s- need I that special, fiber. So. I, I eat special K and grape nuts. Yeah, grape, <laughs> grape nuts. nuts like gravel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's let's chop up some cardboard, put a little yeah, finishing on it. Let... Oh. Um, I, I like shredded wheat, like, you know, with the sugar, <laughs> not just yeah. plain shredded. Wait, but I don't like shredded uh, wheat. That's uh, a I do like Cheerios. You know, my favorite used to be was Cookie Crisp. Do you remember Cookie Crisp? Oh yeah! Oh my gosh! Yes. I don't. I don't think I have not seen that in forever. I don't have quit oh, making no, it or not. Still, Is it still around? Aldi has a version of it because, of course, my youngest, who loves all things sugar, was like, I think we need this. And my husband was like, yes, you should eat a bowl of cookies for breakfast. I'm like, no, that's, that's the literally Aldi? what it is. It is a what, bowl of cookies. What's the Aldi version? Like cookie whisk? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm trying to see if I can see you it. You know what the best part is that it turned your milk like chocolate milk. Yeah. 
Just yeah. not sugar milk. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry, that little sidebar. Y'all thought this <laughs> podcast was over and we go take a right hand turn like that. <laughs> sorry so, about Kat, that. Put your seatbelt on, folks. Here right. we go. You never know. You never know. <laughs> Just like that. We're off, we're off the rails. <laughs> uh, buckle up, Buttercup. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch was once sued for not using real berries. Oh, I kind of expect that to be real berries. Come Janine on. Janine Sugawara, oh, an American woman by the name bless. of Janine Sugawara, was shocked to find out the cereal was falsely advertising <laughs> its contents. Oops, However, this is fantastic. <laughs> However, <laughs> the complaint was quickly dismissed when the judge stated that there is no such thing as a crunch berry. <laughs> <laughs> Miss <laughs> oh. Sugawara, I'll tell you what, if we're going to take a short recess, if you go find me a crunch berry and bring it in, I'll, yeah. I'll hear this case. Otherwise, we'll you're continue. out of luck. Well, I was thinking of Lucky Charms. Like, does she think there's a blue heart moon delicious green diamonds or whatever it is? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> There's a little leprechaun That's, that has these fantastic yes. flavored marshmallows, yes. and it's all real. So she's looking for right. leprechauns, not because of St. Patrick's Day, but because of Lucky Charms. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. You, you, wanna, you, wanna, you want a twofer? This will be the first ever twofer. Yes. Ooh. To yes. celebrate Absolutely. our 41st. Because there's another one right here below this about Captain Crunch. Oh, You, you want to take a guess on what Captain Crunch's full name is? Crunchberry, Captain Crunchberry, Captain, Captain Curtis Crunch, no, Captain <laughs> Curtis. Oh, Kurt Crunch. Yeah, Captain Crunch's Captain Crunch's full name is Horatio Magellan Crunch. What? He was named... <laughs> Google that, Kay. He was named after the famous explorer Ferdinand Magellan. His ship is Obviously. also. His ship is also called the SS Guppy. When was right. Captain Crunch made? Like when? When was it started? I, when did this I, backstory come about, guys? That <laughs> that, that, that wraps up that wraps up all my knowledge of Captain Crunch. I'm sorry. Well, thank you for that. You're more yeah, than welcome. You know, for it all grew you my list, knowledge. For the two of you that are still listening through all this mayhem, <laughs> thanks for hanging in there. For the rest of you who didn't make it through. Uh, be sure to uh, reach out to us and let us know what your favorite cereal is on, on the Instas and on the socials this week. On the Instas, on the socials this week. Have a great week. And uh, Captain Crunch was made in 1963. There you go. There you go. 1963. Go tell a story this week. Probably not about Captain Crunch. And be sure to join <laughs> us next week on the next edition of the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Cultivating Ministry Podcast. Strategies, resources, and conversations equipping leaders to cultivate healthy ministry environments. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. We would love to connect with you on social media, so follow Cultivate Group, that's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight group, on Instagram and Facebook. And check out our website at cultivategroup.org. That's C-U-L-T-I-V, the number eight, group.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time.